Oh, wow, wow. Amazing. Today's been a, an amazing day of praise. The, this room has been filled with the Holy Spirit all day long. It's just amazing. I uh, was looking at, well, I actually prayed to God all week. And the scripture that I was giving goes hand in hand with the new Restore the Way program that our ministry is working on and will be implementing next month. And the thought that it left me with was that which cannot be healed here on earth will forever be healed in heaven. And I'll be reading a scripture from Revelations 1 and through 5, chapter 21 through verses 1 and 5 through 5. And it's from, I'll be reading from the New King James. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first time and the first earth had passed away and the first heaven had passed away and there was no more sea. Verse 2, Then I saw, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4, God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write for these words are true and faithful. Once more, Philippians Chapter 3, verse 20 to 21. And this I took from the NIV. Our citizenship is in heaven. And if we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies under um, so that they will make so they will be like his glorious body you now i uh read where this guy had gone through a basal cancer surgery and he had it surgically removed from his face to sh and to shrink 
and flattened the visible scar that was left. He had to massage it several times a day. He also had to wear a medical silicone sheet over the scar for 23 hours a day. And the thought that ran through my mind was that this scar didn't just go away. He had to do something. He had to work at making this scar go away. And it required a, a great effort from him. And it, and it led me to start thinking about the various scars that we have in our lives. Some scars are visible, but most, I believe, are not. Scars from abandonment, abuse, regrets, from poor choices, or disobedience to God's Word. I'm thankful for the doctors who can remove the bad scars and the counselors who can help us uncover pain deep inside us. But I'm most thankful that our Lord has already done the work of the healing scars of spiritual separation. I can't work hard enough or long enough to heal myself or to earn my way into God's presence. Jesus thankfully did that work for us on the cross, offering forgiveness for our sins and healing our scars. Some scars always will always be a part of us. But God promises that those who love and believe in Christ will receive a new body in heaven. Where our scars, be they visible or invisible, will no longer, will no more, you know, there'll be no more. What an amazing promise. But let me go through Revelations 21, verse 4, once more. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. There shall be no pain, no more pain. For the former things have passed away. That's an amazing thought. That which cannot be healed on earth will forever be healed in heaven. Please bow your heads as we I give the closing prayer. Father God, I wish to thank you for this amazing amazing day that we've had today praising and worshiping you this room has been filled with the Holy Spirit your spirit all day long Father I wish that I pray that you will give everybody within hearing distance of this the shield of protection Father Protect them from all that could harm them. Lord, keep all illnesses and all harmful things away. And Father, as 
we go about our lives, please guide in each and every one of us so that we will continue to travel in your will and in your grace, Father. Soften our hearts that we will be able to absorb whatever it is you're sending us. Father, open our minds so that we can eagerly absorb what it is you wish to send to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if there's anybody that has a special prayer, please let us know at this time. Good evening. The word today is going to be on surrender. Um, what does it mean to surrender? Well, surrender. To surrender is to give up all you believe in and follow God in complete submission some ways of looking at it but there's others um, submission humble you can humble yourself there's many forms of surrendering but I'll be reading from James chapter 4 verse 6 through verse 8 And then we'll go to Matthew, but James verse chapter four, verse six, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Then humility cures worldliness. Verse seven, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8. Draw nearer to God, and he will draw nearer to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, there you go. It, it, It took me a long time to be able to resist wanting to control everything around me, everything that I had. I, I couldn't give my will up because I wanted to do everything my way. You know, the, 
for me to listen to the new man who was telling me how to really do things the right way, the right way wasn't the way I wanted to go. I wanted to do it my way. But it wasn't until I learned to submit to God's way that I was able to really understand and follow and bring the new man back into my life. And that is when my life really turned around. It wasn't my way that turned me and that brought me here. It was the new man that brought me here. That spirit that's inside of me that says, follow God, live God's word. So let's go to uh, Matthew. And I believe Matthew is... Chapter 16, verse 24, uh, 23 through 26. But he turned and said to Peter, Get be behind me. This is when God told Peter, not God, Jesus told Peter, everything that was going to happen to him. He had, was looking for someone to talk to, and he told Peter that he was going to be beaten and scorned and then eventually be killed and that he would arise within three days. Peter decided that he, he, he couldn't believe that that was going to happen to him. So in verse 23, Peter says, but he turned and said to what Peter was saying, Jesus turned and said to Peter, but he turned to and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Take up the cross and follow him. Verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Verse 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul or what will a man give in exchange for his soul so keeping that in mind I think I would have been like Peter. I wouldn't want to hear or admit that that was actually going to happen to Jesus, but, and I would have been wrong just like Peter was. Take up the cross. I, I would be glad to take up my cross and follow Jesus. 
because his way is the way, not the world. Um, I would follow him anywhere. My life has changed so much since I have accepted the calling that I've received and I have taken up following the way of Jesus and God. This, the scriptures and everything that I read, it does nothing but feed me and complete me. Where I was running around, hopping from bar to bar, drink to drink, I was a biker. I rode around different clubs all the time. And to be where I am now is amazing. My life has changed for the better, <laughs> yes. But it has changed unbelievably in a way that I would never imagine. If somebody told me I'd be sitting here reading and giving sermons 20 years ago, I would have laughed in your face because <laughs> I, I couldn't picture the first calling that I got. I, I turned it down because I couldn't believe that God was really calling me. I, I was a biker. You know, God don't didn't want me. That was devils talking, but I listened to it and I let him talk me out of it. I paid dearly for that too. So if you ever get the calling, you better pray to God that you're really getting it. And if you really are, you better accept it. Because there's a price to pay for not listening to God. So surrendering, when God calls us, in the, in the last days when, when Jesus comes to take his people, if you're out in the field working, he tells you, don't go back for your possessions. Don't go back for your loved ones. You have to surrender everything at that moment. Because if you turn and go the other way, you're lost. I, I sincerely hope that everybody can surrender completely to God's will and God's way. That's our salvation. That's our fuel. That's our feed. The more you read, the more you get filled. And at that, I will open the mic back up. TC, did you want to do a closing prayer? Is TC here? Okay. <laughs>